This week on Pursuits, I speak to Emma Ballard, editor of Women in Golf, who is passionate about growing the game and widening its appeal. Emma previously held the role as director of digital at leading golf marketing agency Mediate and was responsible for the strategy design and delivery of social media marketing campaigns for their global client base. Talking to Emma was extremely interesting and demonstrates how possible it is to pursue your passion and combine it with your career and making it in the golf industry as a woman. I really hope you enjoy listening. So I'm with Emma Ballard, who has recently been appointed as editor of Women and Golf, which is extremely exciting. Congratulations, Emma. Thank you very much. Um, I'm four days in at the moment, so I'm pretty jaded and a bit overwhelmed, but I'm sure I'm going to get the hang of it soon. (laughs) Yeah, well, well done. Um, As an avid golfer myself, I was very excited to see uh, this new job that you've got. So I can't wait to talk to you a bit about that. So just just for the listeners out there, just explain what Women in Golf actually do. What what is the purpose of Women in Golf? Yeah, sure. Um, Basically... This year, Women in Golf is actually 30 years old and its origins is uh, as a print publication. Um, Basically, pretty much the only one in the UK, but there there was two. There have been two over the last 30 years. But unfortunately, due to the classic with the pandemic and things, they had to relook at it last year and they decided that it just wasn't going to work as a print publication anymore. So they decided to pull that completely um, and have just invested on being just a website and social media going forward. So they launched a brand new website last year, um, had a new editor at the time and a new salesperson, and they've just gone, you know, just gone for it. And their aim really is to inform female golfers, not just in the UK, but across the world, about golf, what's out there for them, it's a complete mix, you know. It's it, there is obviously the stuff that's happening on the tours. There's the amateur game, um, equipment, fashion, travel, yeah. you name it. They talk about it, and um, for me, it's it's just going to be a great opportunity um, to really move it as it's already moving forward, but to take it to take it on even further. To be honest, and um, we'll probably touch on where I've come from, but for me now, this is like ultimate ultimate role so don't want to mess it up and um, I'm looking forward to getting my teeth into it. I officially officially sort of start in about a week so I'm just learning the ropes in the background at the minute so wow. yes very well, exciting times absolutely and congratulations it sounds like it's kind of a perfect one-stop shop for all things women in golf um I will definitely be I use it a lot for for content so um yeah good luck with that so Obviously, the purpose of this podcast is to really share people's journeys through sport and to understand how you got to where you got to. So it would be good if you could just tell me a bit about where you started out and how you find yourself here in this role now. Yeah, well, um, basically, maybe I take it back. I'll take it back to university times, but I I sort of always had this idea I wanted to work in sport. Um, And I think um, when you're about 17, 18 or 17, trying to decide what you're going to do at university. I really didn't have a clue. Um, so I thought sport, I want to work in sport. And I decided to go down um, sports development route. Um, I had looked at sports science, but to be honest, I did do biology A-level, but <laughs> I'm not a scientist, it turns out. So uh, sports development and coaching sciences is what I did at university in Bournemouth. And um what was really, really good about that degree was there was a third year placement. 
and my third year placement meant I could really sort of hone in on what I might want to do. Um, and maybe this is why, maybe I'm just lucky and maybe that's why it sort of fell into place. But my placement year was actually with a sports marketing agency near where my parents lived. And that's sort of where it all started. So once I went back to uni, did my final year, um, it just happened that the that the the chief exec was setting up an international arm of the company in Dubai and said to little old graduate me, would you like to come along? So I was like, oh no, 22, go, I have to go out to Dubai, that'd be terrible. Obviously not, so I, was, <laughs> I jumped at it. But unfortunately, 22 with one year experience in the industry um, was um, on my own with him trying to build a business, Was it, it was extremely daunting and very, very challenging. And unsurprisingly, he worked out that I probably wasn't the right person straight away for the role. So it, it didn't work out, but I learned a lot in the time I was there. Um, and to be fair to him, he did help me on the next sort of next stage. So um, I've always, well, not always, I played golf since I was about 10. And that was always a very big part of one of the sports. But I played all sports at school and I did everything I wanted to be. In, I was in every single team and all that sort of stuff. So Basically, what happened is I then decided to sort of niche down right into golf. And I, I worked for one of the brands, TaylorMade, at the time it was TaylorMade, Adidas Golf. Um, try, I'll try and keep this brief because otherwise it can be like yeah. a, a massive history. But basically, um, I got put into the customer service team. And at 22, with a degree, I was a little bit of a chip on my shoulder, sitting next to 18-year-olds who come straight out of school. Um and I guess you could have said, you could have sat there and gone, oh, what am I going to do? But I decided to take it as an opportunity. Um, so I worked really, really hard and it paid off. Within a few months, I was noticed as being really, really good. And I got a whole new role made for me uh, within the company. Um, so that worked out really, really well. And I got to work in crested apparel and logo golf balls for, for about a year. So that was really good. Um, and then due to life, getting in the way and, and husband moving away and things I had to uh, relocate um, and that's where the sort of next part comes along where um, going back to my placement year my boss at the time not the chief exec but I had a female boss at the time she actually set up her own marketing agency and um, she wondered if I wanted to come on board so I was unemployed for a whole month and then started working for her um, and that's where I was for the last 13 years um, for a marketing agency called Mediate and they basically specialise in the golf industry. We do um, we did do a bit of outdoors and, and we worked with Gore-Tex and people like that when we first started out. Um, so yeah, and that in itself has been a massive journey. So from obviously it's a PR marketing agency, um, but again, with only a couple of years experience, I needed to sort of learn quickly uh, what I needed to do. And mm -hmm. Not that I'm that old, but when I first started, social media was in its infancy. So we're talking back in 2007. Mm -hmm. So it was really sort of in its infancy. And um, there wasn't, it wasn't part of a degree when well, I'd been doing my degree. So um, yeah, I, I was the one in, of, of our very small team that knew a lot about it. So that's where I ended up specializing. So for any of our clients and things like that, I was doing their social media, doing strategy, trying to make them bigger doing all sorts of things and then obviously as you as everyone knows it's ever changing all things are different one minute you can do something on Instagram the next thing it's different and it's changed and 
So it's keeping your finger on the pulse. It's certainly um, certainly like a twenty four seven job. I'm not going to lie. It's uh, it's it's yeah. quite tra- quite challenging. But um, so yeah, that's where it's basically led, led me to. Um, and then I took a leap of faith at Christmas time, even though I got through a pandemic and still managed to do homeschooling and to keep my job. Um, I took a leap of faith and decided to step away um, and try and see what I wanted to do. Um, and then unbelievably, this opportunity came up to work with women in golf. And as I say, the rest is history for the moment anyway. So wow. that's where I'm at. That's brilliant. Thank you. I think it's really interesting. And something I wanted to pick out was you talked about the first role you had at TaylorMade following the Dubai job and how you were put in the customer service team and you, you had that mindset of, I'm going to really give this my all and invest everything to get to a job that you know you, that you felt that you deserved. And I think that's something that I would say is quite common is you have to start somewhere and it's your attitude that can really get you to that next job it's embracing that um that attitude that can really help accelerate you forwards into a job that you really want to do and I'm just interested in would you say that that knockback that you had going out to Dubai and the challenges you had there did that really help you with your mindset going forwards into a new job I'm just interested in what learnings you had from that yeah I I think it did I think it did I think to be fair, I did appreciate that the job I'd gone to was was beyond my capability. I think I had enough insight to know that it was definitely someone with five to ten years experience needed in that role, not someone who was brand new. But I was cheap labour, so it worked out quite well for them. But I think I think it's it was also a personal mindset. I've always been like that. I mean, any yeah. job I've done, I've always done like 110 percent, as everyone would say, but to try and do the best. But yeah. I think within sport in particular and obviously I can only really talk about golf because I've never really worked in any other industry you have to be willing to to work really hard because there are so many other people out there that want your job so you know because everyone sees I think you know a lot of people maybe I don't know whether it's a difference between men and women but I just think there's lots of people at any you know there were lots of people doing sport my sports degree who wanted to work in sport and so you know, I think as an industry, as an industry as a whole, sport has a really good sort of ability to get people in, not not maybe pay them as much as they should be paid, and get quite a lot out of them. Um, so I think if you really want to get for those sort of jobs further up the chain where the money's better, you really do need to basically shine because everyone else is trying to go and do that as well. Yeah. And it is a competitive, as you said, a really competitive industry. And I think especially now. So when did you know that you really wanted to work in golf specifically? I think it's always been there. Um, As I said, I started playing golf when I was 10. But my dad is an absolute avid golfer. In fact, my mum used to play as well when I was little, but she doesn't play so much now. Um, So I also grew up right next to a golf course well not right next to but within you know with near a golf course um I have to say that my my club growing up was Wentworth which is where one of the main tour events goes to um maybe it was the prestige of the golf club I don't know maybe that had something to do with it but I just there was something about playing golf that I loved a lot but um as a lot of times you're finding golf 
it, when I had lessons when I was 10, I was the only girl. My brother was better than me and he was younger than me, which is always very irritating um, <laughs> and that side of things. But I just really loved loved playing. Um, I, we had a little chat beforehand and you said oh, ten, you'd play tennis. Tennis was probably my main sport. Um, but I just there was something about golf. And I think I got a little appetite for it when I went on this placement year um, at university because they had a lot of golf within that agency. And then, you know, it just sort of went from there, to be honest. And I know I've been a bit sort of one dimensional going in one agency for 13 years. But again, because that was golf, it just it's so yeah. good to be able to work in a yeah, in yeah. a sport that you love, I guess. I just that's why that's why I like so much about going or well, going to work in my in my kitchen yeah. every day is yeah. what I like about it. And, and when you were at the agency, I'm interested in. Obviously, I hear a lot about there's lots of different agencies out there now and some people might be looking to work in jobs in agencies. Just explain a little what that role entailed at the agency and what types of clients you work with and what, what did the job look like? Well, it definitely varies over over time just because with an agency, there's so many different clients involved. So... When I first started there, we, as I said, there was a bit more outdoors, so we have Gore-Tex. So one minute we'd be talking about waterproof technology and the next moment we'd be talking about a golf bag or a golf trolley or something like that. So the one thing I will say about agency life is it's very, very varied. Um, we also worked with sort of, you know, um, big retailers, in, or the only retailer in golf, really, within this country, so American golf. Um, so that in itself had its had its different challenges. Um but the other thing, the other side of things you do is the event side. So we also do, we used to run, run events, press trips, those sorts of sides of things as well. And then just on the day-to-day basis of managing social media meant that it, it no, no two days were really the same. Um, and then towards the end of my time there, we actually, you know, the, the words around sustainability and things like that, which is becoming a hot topic in sport, we actually took on a brand that that is um, a sustainable golf brand. And so for me, that was learning a whole new spiel of words and things and, and, and technologies and and yeah. sort of that sort of area of things. So the one thing I really enjoyed about working agency was the very the varied sort of nature of it and the yeah. fact that no two days were the same. So you could end up, you know, as I say, talking about golf bags and trying to promote a golf bag. And then the next minute you're talking to a, a golf, someone who plays golf or a PJ professional who's a coach and all sorts of things so yeah it's 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 certainly an interesting place to be yeah definitely and what would you say in agency world are the biggest challenges that an agency faces in today's world I guess especially with the pandemic yeah I mean I think the problem is 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 generally is looking at it is funding um so from our point of view when we went into the pandemic right well this time last year um with with well with all sport being shut but golf being shut as well um it meant we had to make some decisions as a business and rather than burn any bridges or try and eke out things like that the the what one of the directors decided to do was actually just to ask, tell say to our clients you know if you'd like to go on pause we'll pause your accounts um and that side of things obviously we were able to take advantage of the furlough system luckily well, i don't know whether i say luckily because i had homeschool as well but luckily <laughs> i wasn't furloughed um and actually this sustainable golf brand that i talked to you about was actually launching 
um, some new products sort of middle of the year. So it actually meant that that client in particular got some really quality work because I was able to invest a lot of my time and effort into into them because um, other clients had gone on pause at the time. Um, okay. When it came back out the out of the first sort of lockdown, um, a lot of people just came back on board because as you appreciate, people wanted to get out and do stuff. So actually golf in itself really benefited from that being one of the first sports back out. Um, you know, there was a real demand for products, a real demand for, you know, for people to be playing. So I think we benefited in that way. Um, and this one, this final lockdown has just been a bit, bit sort of similar to the first one, you know, the idea that you can give that ability for clients to pause, but that's not for every agency. I think we were... We were lucky that our clients did come back on board afterwards, um, but it's it's just it's, I think it's been difficult for everybody. Um, but yes, the agency thing is the fact that we are reliant on these clients staying on board with us um, as long as possible. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think golf is one of those industries that seems to have benefited, like you said. I think people out of all the other sports, golf seemed to be the one that was growing. And I know England Golf quoted that their membership numbers members in clubs had gone up hugely in the period of of lockdown so absolutely fantastic for anyone I guess wanting to work in golf as well because there hopefully will be more opportunities that come out of that growth and just on the you're obviously a female working in fairly male-dominated industry from the outside what's it like working in golf as a female Um, and what are the challenges you think the sport faces in terms of male female participation um well i think maybe i've been lucky over the over the years i think i have worked with quite a lot of other women within the sport so i haven't always felt like one of the minority i think it's more when i've gone to bigger events that you then feel like oh yes there's not many of you and then you'll get the usual <laughs> standard comments where someone asks what you do and you say you work in golf and they say you play as if <laughs> as if women don't play golf so that always made me laugh but there were, that's sort of very far and few between I think now I mean I know everyone experiences differently I've just always always managed to be okay in that in that way um yeah. as I say in my the agency I just worked with one of my bosses was female and in yeah. fact we were two and most of the time three two or three women and one man so we were very much the uh, the other way around to be honest um, I also got the opportunity with, with the RNA, who is the sort of governing body of, of golf. Um, they started up the Women in Golf Charter back it was two years, three years ago now, I think. And um, part of that, we'll, 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 you obviously sign up to the charter and commit to the charter, which my company Mediate did. And by doing that, that gave me an opportunity to apply to be on a, on a, their leadership program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that starting in. 2019 um and supposedly was meant to graduate in 2020 but it took us uh, it took us a bit longer just because of the um because of the pandemic unfortunately um but that was really eye-opening in itself because as i say when you sort of sit in an agency life you get contact with a few people but it was really interesting to meet other women um yes obviously calling us leaders but other women uh, leaders within golf and to see that that like the strength and depth of those sort of roles within there. So, you know, you've got people who are sort of in the financial sort of side of things and you've got people who are doing tournaments and running these major tournaments. And then, um, you know, and one of them is now the chief exec of, of Scottish golf. So the, mm-hmm. the, the 
breadth and depth of people within the industry and not necessarily people that play golf. Okay, I know I just said about playing golf, but it's not necessarily people who are playing golf who have got the roles there. It's people who have got a really good, um, you know, skill set that they want to use and they've sort of found golf and actually maybe playing golf is the secondary thing to it, but they might have a sport background or they might not even have a sport background. So I think those... Some of those people have been the really most interesting people to me because obviously I do go- I play work in golf because I love golf. And it's interesting to meet people who maybe just do it because they have a really good digital background and they really want to make a fantastic looking website or whatever that might be. Um, yeah. I think going forward with the charter in mind and with the push in sport in general to get more women working in the sector, I think there should be, in my mind, and it, it, more of an influx of people but I do think it requires golf as a whole to promote that outside of its little silo so we're very good at talking about all these leaders in golf and here's this woman this woman that woman yeah. but we're always talking to each other in golf rather than actually saying hey look at what's going on over here and sort of showcasing the women that work yeah. in the industry to yeah. other people maybe within sport or within the community um, yeah. so I think that's something that you know, I, I don't see much of. Um, yeah. And there's like, you know, from a golf coaching point of view, there's many, there's not, obviously, there are much smaller number of female coaches than there are male coaches, yeah. but there's a lot more of them out there than I actually realised when you actually find like that there are a lot yeah. in there. But again, you don't hear about it. So it's very difficult to know that that might be an option if you were yeah. a particularly good golfer or if yeah. you wanted to do something else or if you liked the IT side of things and there's a role you know there you don't have to be able to play golf to be able to 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 be able to work in the sport yeah no definitely and I think one of the platforms that I've recently got into is Clubhouse which is a new uh very cool audio based community I guess I'm going to call it a community but I've joined a few women in golf discussions on there and it's amazing to see how many female golf coaches and people that are advocating women's golf are on there but it's I I, I wouldn't have known about it otherwise I think like you say with all the algorithms now and with Twitter and Facebook and um, other things I haven't had the content perhaps surface to me that would be of interest but I think Clubhouse is great because it gives people a voice an authentic voice to talk about issues and you feel like it's it's honest and open and there's no sort of real end game it's just a yeah. discussion um yeah, so it's I'm, not just a I'm sales platform je- no i was gonna say i'm just very jealous because i've got an android phone so i can't join in it's very annoying <laughs> i'm oh. seeing all these discussions on clubhouse and i can't join in oh well oh. we need to sort that out because yeah <laughs> i think it's it's great but yeah like you said so with just on the um challenges that the industry face i've just what do you think the golf sector challenges are at the moment and how do you in your role go around like tackling them just interested in in what you do to address those i think i think what we're finding within golf is we're covering the same things over and over again so if you asked me 10 years ago what were the problems with golf i'll be saying pretty much the same thing now you know if you go and ask anybody in the street who doesn't play golf you know what's the problem with golf they'll say oh it's the etiquette it's the dress codes it's the you know stuffiness it's for middle-aged white men it's 
you know, it's the same old stuff. But the funny thing is, within golf itself, we're all still talking about the same things. In fact, today, it's, today alone, I've seen an article about dress codes and hoodies, because that's the biggest, hottest topic at the moment about wearing hoodies on the golf course and whether you should or shouldn't. Um, and almost it's almost embarrassing sometimes to see that the same stuff keeps going over and over again. But I think it still comes back to this problem of the fact that the good stuff that's happening within golf doesn't get seen far enough and, and wide enough, and then and then the bad stuff's the only thing that people see. So everyone, you know, all the all the sort of criticisms and things we have of golf seem to be able to reach mm-hmm. the masses, and then the sort of the good stuff and the and the the great reasons to be playing the sport don't seem to get yeah. through to people. Um, I think from what I'm hoping with this new role I've got is this idea that we need to put more of a positive spin on certain things that we do. Um, I think there's a lot of chat within professional level about equal pay. Obviously, again, that's across all sports, um, but particularly in golf, it's talked about, you know, coverage, um, the age old thing, chicken, sort of chicken and egg, what comes first? We need to get more coverage, but you need to get more people watching, but you can't if the people aren't seeing the coverage and that side of things. So um, what I'm hoping to do is, I know there are negatives. I think there's negatives in, in all walks of life. There are negatives. I'm just hoping that within this new role, I really want to showcase some of the positives within the sport. Um, I'd like to sort of get more people involved. Like I want to hear other people's points of view, because again, if you're just listening to the same old people telling you the same old stuff, it just gets a little bit boring. Um, and I think the idea of going beyond golf as I keep going on about it but going on beyond golf and I think obviously you mentioned clubhouse um I, I just think that um obviously I, the women's sport sports collective that's come up mm. on LinkedIn has been an amazing resource I think um also within golf itself um they've also there's also a new platform that's been launched called gather which is quite fun it's you know, it's been launched by three guys, but that's not the point. I mean, I think that the intention there is brilliant and it's it calls itself disruptive, but I wouldn't say it's actually really disruptive as such, but it is just bringing people Yet. together from across the industry to chat and to talk to each other and to make connections. Because, again, golf has that, oh, it's a, an old boys network and you get a job because you know so-and-so down there. It has been a bit like that before, but I feel like with people, well, this with the pandemic, I guess, making people have to talk to each other a bit more online and sort of network in that way, it's meant that you can build a much bigger, stronger network. And, and my hope is that people will start being interested in golf in a different way rather than just seeing it as this elitist, you know, you know, difficult sport to get into because yes there are problems I get that but I think actually overall it's great you know and, and the fact you can play the whole all generations can play together and that side of things is is often lost yeah no absolutely and I think I've seen the gather network it looks it looks brilliant I think you like you say it's modernizing it's bringing people together it's connecting people and the thing I love about golf is the connections I make like while I'm playing, uh, it's not just about the sport. It's that social element, connecting with different people from all walks Definitely. of life. So I'm a massive advocate and I think that Gather platform looks looks really interesting. Um, so going back to kind of your 
career you've obviously got to a job that you're really excited about and I think it sounds like you've had a really interesting journey um what if you were talking to someone who wanted to break into the sports industry now what is what kind of one or two key pieces of advice that you'd give them I think from well obviously going on by my experiences alone um I think trying to find Potentially some work experience, I think, is always a good thing. I know it sounds awful having to work for nothing, but some or for very little pay, potentially. I think getting some work experience, if you can, or trying to find someone that you or or there's a family member or someone that you know, that you can talk to about what's out there. I mean, I've actually spoken to a few. um, Actually, my husband's a governor at a local school, and we went along to a, um, a dinner sort of thing one night and I spoke to one of the guys there and he wanted to get into sport and I gave him a few tips hints and tips and I said you know you've got to really you know know what you want to do but by doing that maybe go and speak to a few people and make connections and I think with the you know with social media the way it is nowadays that that ability the ability to do that is much easier than it was when I was 17 trying to work out what I wanted to do um I think also going back to what I said before about sort of work wanting to work really hard I think that's really important to show willing not to you know not to be sort of walked over but to show willing and have an ability to learn and and not have that well I've got a degree or I've got a master's or whatever it is just be willing to understand that you need to sort of work pretty much when you first get in there from the bottom up even that is a customer service role but all those experiences are going to get you um you know, all that experience is going to be really good for you going forward. Yeah, definitely. I think work ethics is a massive one. And it's having that, you're not owed a job, you've got to work hard to to prove yourself, you know, and I think that's something that I definitely found when I started, it was a bit of a shock to me when I started out in the working world, you know, that really, you've got to work hard and be really diligent um, from the outset. And what when you're if you're recruiting someone now or if you're looking for someone to work in your team what are you looking for it's a hard one <laughs> i don't know. I haven't got it haven't got much of a team at the moment so <laughs> it'd be difficult but i guess the i for me i don't think it comes down to necessarily the sport like oh you must know the in, in ins and outs of the sport i think it's more about enthusiasm work ethic that we've already mentioned that side of things you want to know that someone's invested in their own development I think I like the idea well maybe it's the mother in me I like the idea of the nurturing sort of side be able to nurture someone through so you know I don't think that people should be worried about sort of aiming aiming maybe a bit higher than they expect I think that's always a way I mean I know that when I was looking for jobs recently I was like head of communications how could I possibly do that you know but you know that's it's ridiculous you know you've got 13 years experience but even Mm. if you don't have that many years experience in doing something the idea is you've got there you know you've got to play to your strengths and if that means that you want to aim a little bit higher then I think that's always a good thing um I should actually mention going back to your previous point um about sort of tips and things like that that um, I said I specialised in in a sort of sports degree from the start, and I don't think I should say that I don't think you necessarily have to do that either, um, because that could always sort of hinder you potentially. 
Um, I did sports development. It could have meant that I could only gone down a development route, but my placement year got me further. Um, so don't always think that you have to specialise in sport from the start, um, especially in, in higher education. Um, saying that I did enjoy my sports studies A-level, that was good. But <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot yeah. to mention that part. But I think it's really yeah. important that you think, you don't have to necessarily think about the next stage straight away. Maybe do something if you're interested in business or if you're interested in PR or whatever it might be. Um, do yeah. that first and then specialise in sport later. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good piece of advice. And and so if we're looking at the industry, I just want to get you to think like 20 years time. What do you think the industry you work in now is going to look like? What is one major change that you think there's going to be? Um... I'd like to say within sort of the sort of not necessarily participation, just looking at sort of sort of background workings of it, I'd love to see more women, I think a standard chat, but more women in some of the higher roles within a lot of the organizations. Um, and I'd hope that will actually happen because I think there's a you know a really strong um, yeah. sort of set of women already in, within the industry. Um, I'd like to hope, from a participation level that we're not still talking about what we were talking about 20 years ago or 15 years ago, which is what we're talking about now. So I feel like, I mean, I know a lot of people have said this, maybe it's because of the pandemic, I don't know, that we're, we're at very much at a turning point, I feel. But I'm sure people have said that before, but no, it definitely so. feels like we're at some sort of turning point that, mm. you know, hopefully golf clubs will capitalise on this increased memberships and stuff and learn to keep those new members for, for 2022 and then going forward the idea that we promote the sport in a better way so that in 20 years time it's a, it's a thriving sport you know and and it's for everybody and I think that's the main thing that we, we've struggled to get across as a sport is for everybody. Absolutely no I second that I'm really hopeful I think lots more people are shouting more loudly as well and there's more platforms for people to talk about these things so absolutely and if you find a question just to sum up what do you love most about working in the role you're in and just in the, the sports industry I think it's um sort of coming back to something I said earlier it's it's going to work in a in a sport that you love I mean how good is that that you get to talk about it all the time? I was thinking yeah. about, you know, sort of how to think about this. And it's because I've got no other experiences of being in a different, you know, not working yeah. in sport. I don't really know how to say how I'd feel if I worked. It, I don't know if I worked. I don't know. I just I just don't know. I just yeah. love it so much. And the fact that when I got this new role, so many of my friends and family have just been like, it's perfect for you. You talk about golf all the time. It's going to be great. You're going to do this, that, and the other. And I, I, that's that's why I, I just I'm so excited about what's going to happen going forward with this role because it is really something I'm super passionate about. And you know, being able to, you know, before I got into this role, I did do the odd um, article, blog piece for this for for women in golf um, because that was my sideline. Sort of, I had you know, I quite enjoyed writing opinion pieces, so I got to do that as you know, a bit of fun yeah. in my spare time. Now I get to call that my job. I'm like, <laughs> this is really, really cool. Um, so I think all in all, just that, I mean, I've always loved working in sport and I think I wouldn't know what to do if I wasn't working in sport. But 
could I could I say that marketing was going to be the thing initially that I was going to do? Absolutely not. Wouldn't wouldn't have known. I just always wanted to have sport at the centre of it. So I think I've just been lucky that it's carved its way the way it has, um, and the fact that social media is really important, and that's something that I've now got quite a lot, you know, got a lot of strength in it. So yeah, yeah I just love it if you can do a job you love I mean it's going to be great to go to to work every day so I mean for, for me I'm, I'm just feel very 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 lucky that's great thank you Emma that's been really fascinating and I'm sure a lot of listeners are going to find it really insightful and it will hopefully inspire them to take up something similar so thank you very much for your time that's okay they can come and play golf with me anytime <laughs> yeah cheers I love talking to Emma and her calm and collected nature really did come through and her persistence to follow the job that she really wanted to do and and to to stay in an industry that potentially hasn't always been easy. I think Emma made me think a lot about perseverance and believing in your strengths and following your dreams and I really hope that she will inspire others to go and work in the golf industry and other industries that potentially have been male dominated in the past. So really enjoyed that. And if you want to learn more about Emma, do have a little look in the show notes. Thank you for listening.